Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers 280, the box office report for the week ending May 14th. 2017. I'm just waiting for the snarkitude to start, but that's not this episode. Yeah, the next episode will probably be. You wait and see how advanced our snarkitude is. Ripe with snarkitude. It's bubbling. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's go around the room and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Joe is out. It is Mother's Day. Now, he is not a mother, <laughs> but uh, he has chosen to spend it with the mother of his children, presumably his own mother. My mother's dead, so. I don't, and, and the mother of my children. <laughs> no, yeah, I think she kind of gave up that moniker a long time ago. Uh, so no, uh, so um, so that's my excuse. I guess you guys are just or uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure you have wonderful things planned for the mothers and mothers of, of well, maybe not the mother of you, your children, Kevin, but <laughs> but uh, you have things planned, I'm sure. But it will be later in the day. Yes, exactly. So. Um, so that's how we spend our Mother's Day, for whatever that's worth. Yes. So Happy you. Mother's Day. Happy yes. Mother's Day. Here's three dudes. <laughs> so uh, I guess real quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us uh, tremendously. People that were kind enough to share the show this week. Let's see if I can do this because my computer crapped out. So Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, uh, Jason Michael, Julianne Jordan, Chris Sanders, Griffin Fox Smith, Tammy Sherman Powers, Brent Smith, or if you prefer the fancier Dijon version, Brenton Smith. <laughs> is it spicy? Yeah. This is fancy. You know. Hold up. Do you think Oh no, not Dijon, Grey Poupon. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna go. say, because I'm like, uh <laughs> But I don't think I you think it's spicy? Wasn't well, isn't usually like Dijon, Dijon don't they usually have a spicy Dijon variant? That's what no. I think of when I think of Dijon. Do you think Dijon Where do you I guess I where I do you guys follow? The Scoville. I'm not saying okay. that it's that hot. It's just it has yeah. the spicy flavor. It's, the, a, it's more savory. Yeah. I won't eat it. Really? Well, no, no you won't. It, it's not regular mustard. If you, I wanted something, yeah. I didn't, like, especially in my defense, and like, I already know I'm a weird eater, but in my defense, what what do you think I'm putting mustard on? 
uh, like I, the only thing I can think dog. of a hot dog or right? a burger. I I do ketchup yeah, and, and mustard. I would do ketchup and mustard on a burger, but but if I'm just putting mustard on something, it's mustard only. It's a hot dog. So if I'm eating a hot dog, don't fancy that. Up. I don't. I don't need a fancy hot dog. But I would. I would take you for you know chicken tenders, <coughs> uh, honey yeah, mustard. Like, no, yeah. no barbecue, barbecue all the way. And honestly, if you make your chicken tenders right, I don't even need right. that. I'll just eat them. And I'm with you. I don't. I yeah. don't like mustard, and I never use honey mustard on chicken tenders either. But I like mustard, but I don't like. Say, I hate regular mustard. But the only kind I will do is like a Dijon, like a fancier. You know the your, your fancy right. pants, the seeds like, in it, you know, like. or whatever. Not the yeah, yeah. Mustard in and like, and I like mustard, but there's always been something that kind of creeps me out about mustard. In that, do you realize this about mustard? It has no calories. Yeah. That just makes it magical. How does mustard have no calories? And why aren't we replicating this with well, other condiments? Uh, you, I, you do. I actually one yeah. of my favorite condiments: hot sauce. No calories. Yeah, it's amazing. And oh, hot sauce has calories. Nope, no. Zero calories. And hot sauce, um, you know, uh, spicy food uh, tend to increase your metabolism, yeah. so you burn calories. So, so it's like they're negative. actually yeah negative calories. How about so that? when I'm eating healthy, you know, uh, vegetables, mustard soup. Mustard, oh, and, mustard hot and hot sauce. Soup. Oh, gross! But this is beautiful. We're but, done. But hot sauce for me is that and magical. That. Yeah, that's that magical food for me though. Because when you're eating healthy and you just have grilled chicken breasts, if you're eating vegetables, you put hot sauce on I it. Put it on everything, and it adds flavor to it. And it's nothing, no yeah, calories. I'm all about the hot yeah. sauce. Everything. What was that? Uh, what was that hot sauce where it was like I put that on everything? Uh, was it Frank's? Yeah, I Might think that's been. Frank's. Yeah. yeah. Frank's Red Hot Sauce or whatever so, it's called. Yeah. yeah. So where so, was I? You were at oh. Brenton or Brent Fancy Yes. Uh, Ken Mills from the uh, Zilch Podcast, also from Podkist. Travis Tewitt, Jason Weesey. Uh, you'll see Kevin Doesn't Count. Uh, Jason Herndon, Librarian Cynthia. Brett Schulte and Linnea Thunselth. So thank yeah. you guys for uh, sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, we do... Uh, have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers. And you can also join the League of Show Sharers group. And the difference between the page and the group is that the there's a little bit it's a little bit more conversational in the group. You can post things and people will see it. It won't just be buried over on a wall. And uh, there's a lot more back and forth, even though there are fewer members in the group as opposed to the page. So join us. It's like you? quality over quantity. Yes. Come on in. The water's fine. So I be- I believe that's it for our shameless plugs. Boy, we 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 have a lot fewer tangents when Joe is here. I'm sensing this is interesting. We, how this show we, we might have found the culprit, <laughs> which is well, okay, wrestling, 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 Monster Squad. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's some, true. And then something racially <laughs> insensitive that Kevin will have to edit out. Yeah, and comic books, and comic books. Let's turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his. Uh, Missing bead abacus at the ready. Okay. Oh, don't! Uh, it's like we're talking about the next Fifty Shades episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you guys decided to do this after a Saturday night, yeah, so it's I just mean, a I, bead, one bead. <laughs> he should be able to, yeah. to maintain. Guardians opened last week, so I don't need those extra beads anyway. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two on top once again, sixty point three million dollars, a fifty nine percent drop from its gigantic opening weekend last weekend. million domestic is its two-week total in the States, but another $325 million overseas brings it to $525 million in technically three weeks. It's been overseas for three weeks. It's our second here. So half a billion in three weeks? Wow. 
That's that's money right there. It had a budget of two hundred million dollars. So this is craziness. I mean, when you think about you know, and and because of this, you know, James Gunn is in a position where he's just kind of, you know, he's been wanting to do Adam Warlock for a while. It's just ten years, five years ago. I don't think we would have yeah. said, oh yeah, when they introduced Adam Warlock to the MCU. <laughs> I mean, that's a deep, yeah, deep dive. Yes, even absolutely. for like. The fans, yeah, I, that's like, way that's that's it. I mean, I'm a comic book guy. I don't know that I've ever read a story with Adam Warlock in it. I I remember really being into the character, and I I think James Gunn and I might be around the same age, right? And um, but I remember, and it was like in the 70s, and I remember like reading it in like a, a, a Kroger. So <laughs> it's when we had Kroger in oh, our yeah. area. So one just opened in Troy. Okay, so it's within thirty six miles. But it's been a long, long time, and it wasn't like the character. I know that he the characters popped up, but it's just bizarre to think like, wow. Uh, I mean, not just that, but uh, I mean, this is a one of the properties that we were all like, mm. yeah, that, that we we're like, okay. well, this is where it might go off the rails. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. At this point, Marvel has earned the right to not be second guessed or doubted until it the movie comes out and and you yeah. judge it. I mean, there's there's no saying anymore that oh yeah. they're gonna make that movie. I mean, we did that with Guardians. We did that with Ant Man. We did that yeah. with Doctor Strange. They're all. Yeah. I mean, Ant Man was good. I really enjoyed it. I don't think you'd call it great, but it was good. It was solid. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, if that's their weakest entry into a you know more obscure character, then yeah, yeah. Are, I can't. Are they planning to make another Ant Man, or yeah. is he just going to be a guy Ant- that kind of no, pops Ant- up? It's, it's Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, that's and right. That's I'm right. pretty sure they're going down. They said it's going to be a, a, something like they haven't done before, which m- makes me think it's going to be probably like uh, an episode of Heart to Heart. <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be like a couple, right? You know, not a heist movie, but I think it's going to be a you know a couple team up, right? You know, kind of comedy. I, I I love the way they keep taking established film genres and 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 kind of lacquering them over yeah. their superhero characters. Well, they yeah they take their template yeah and then they just like put a little thing and, on top and, and they go, they mix it with a genre they yes. stir lightly and then and then they produce it, a hit. it really is i mean because if you think about you know of course thor being like a faux shakespearean right. movie and then you know even more recently winter soldier to think that that's like an espionage thriller right that just happens to have captain america but i mean what a compelling story and yeah. great writing yeah you know these are what really sets marvel apart is that these are not good superhero movies yeah. they're good movies good and films. there's and there's uh uh well black panther i think that's the one which again people would have been you know very yeah. people excited about it or people had no idea i'm right ve- i'm very excited for that one but because, then but then some war came yeah. out and everybody's like ooh, yeah more that, of him that's probably one I'm more excited for than anything coming up, with the exception of Infinity War, because I've got to see how they do that. But, yeah. I mean, Black Panther in Civil War, like, what a great character. I thought the costume looked great. I thought the character was good. The, yeah. His backstory was compelling. I like that actor, Chadwick yeah. Oh yeah, Bos- they, Bos- Bosman. How do you say it? I don't know. Bosman. Bosman. And they came yeah. in, I mean, they brought him in fully realized, too. It's not yeah. like yeah. they were like, well, we'll just see how people react. No, they were like, this is, yeah. like, he had a lot riding on on his performance, and and you know to your point, the 
the character and the and the costume like they came in and it was like no this thing's got to be ready to go right yeah and and this is one example where marvel has done this where they they did basically what dc keeps trying to do but they did it right so like you yes. know so black panther didn't have his movie first he actually was introduced in an Avengers type movie. I yes. think Civil War is the best Avengers movie we've seen yet. You know, it's uh, pretty. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the first one was great, but it was the first. You know, and I think there's that. Just like the first Guardians has that uh, yeah. nostalgia and first time kind of thing. But Civil War is really, really good. And uh, you know, they introduced Black Panther there, but actually gave him a backstory, gave him a, gave mm. him a compelling character and development and and that stuff that you know dc keeps trying to slam these characters like batman's introduction was in a superman movie or what was supposed to be a man of steel steel sequel and it's like no don't you know they're rushing it and so this is the only case i can think of where marvel's done this but then look how well they executed it well you know and it's uh, interesting it's like the public consciousness doesn't seem to even though there is once we all saw the uh pics of the inhumans People <laughs> and every, I mean everybody just like like had the same reaction, which was like, oh god, yeah, like, it they took, looks like subpar cosplay. It looks like Halloween costume. It looks bad, and then uh, especially Black Bolt. I'm like, oh good, don't don't put a mask on him because you know that's one of the coolest things about that character. <laughs> Thanks, but um, it's that nobody seems to lump that in with the rest of the Marvel stuff, like. We know that there's a, some weird divide between like there's the movies and then the Netflix stuff, and those two are like in in this like they're on a, a, a shelf, right? You know, and the and the TV stuff, you know, the Netflix stuff is like nah, it's like, they get a little section of the yeah. shelf, right? Minus Iron Fist, yeah. Well, yeah, Ugh. and then um, again, don't put the mask on them, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, or a costume. Uh, and then you've got the ABC stuff, which is under like a different you know head. And, you know, she I, I thought Asia Carter was awesome. Um, but I think what helped that is also it was a very short season of like maybe eight episodes or whatever. Yeah, that's how they should do it. And then like shield which somehow got picked up again. And I'm like, oh, I stopped watching it. Um, Never seen it. Heard it was terrible. Yeah, I just I can't. just too many episodes to try to stretch out over you know, 24 episodes. A it's season. a lot. Like, that's I, I watched the first like two or three and I was just like, I am not interested in it. Right. But now. uh now the Inhumans coming, and it's funny that like that's the it's all Marvel, you know. Yeah. But people aren't like ooh. But you know they need to. I I see. I am a firm believer in the HBO method of releasing shows. Ten. If you're going to tell one story arc, mm-hmm. eight episodes, eight. ten episodes. Yeah. I mean, True Detective, eight yeah. episodes. Game of Thrones, 10, 11, whatever they end up falling on. I mean, you can tell a compelling season of television and put the quality, put more budget right. into it. We don't need 20-something episodes. That's ridiculous to tell one story yeah. arc. Well, see, to Game of Thrones, it's like, it's whatever they need. So they're basically right. yeah. like, well, this one, 9. This yeah. one, 13. Like, That's cool. Sure. In the same way you'd write a novel. Yes. You know, I mean, sometimes they're 800 pages, sometimes they're 400 pages. You don't know. Absolutely. This but It's yeah. really, it's just, it's a leftover business model. I mean, that just right. used to be, it used to be a show would have, you know, 23 episodes. They'd run mm-hmm. them no repeats back to back and then, or 26. And then when it was over, they'd run them again. Yes. And then when that was over, it was time for a new season. And you, there are all sorts of stories if you go through TV history of like shows that became hits in the summer because the big hit they were up against went into repeats. And so yeah. people were like, well, I've already seen Mannix. I guess I'll sample this. And, yes. and you know, and like that's, I think Archie Bunker became a hit that way. I think mm-hmm. MASH became a hit that way. Yeah. Um, you saw a lot of shows that when, because you had so fewer options, 
that and now we're on demand and now it's on demand It's a completely different yeah. you know you don't you aren't going to just be channel surfing in the summer and pick up on whatever it's like right no you're going to hear good things and you're going to go find it and watch what you want and, and i will say in this age of what they're calling peak tv like my tv watching has changed drastically oh, yeah. where there's in terms of how much latitude i'll give a show Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it used to be like, oh, well, this is something I kind of like and, I'll, you know, I'll power through. I'll stick with it for a little bit where now I'm like, man, if I'm if I'm bored in episode two, I'm like, there's great stuff I could be watching. Yeah. Why am I powering through hoping this gets better? Yeah, You're right. I, I well, Ellie, my wife, she doesn't. She, she won't give it an episode two. She she will abandon the show mid credits. <laughs> I'm out. I'm like, whoa, Comic Sans. Uh, no, I'm not watching any show with a font like that. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened with Westworld. And so she's like, you can watch this without me. This is oh god, Westworld and, and is so, so good. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, so I watched it without her, and then what she thought was happening wasn't happening. And so I I the next day I'm like. I think you might want to rethink that. So we watched it again. She's like, oh, that was really good. I'm like, okay. So yeah. sometimes that, that can work yeah. against you sure. if a show you know, has a head fake. Yeah. But, but also because of On Demand, it used to be like if you, know, if you were watching a show and it, and it got good, you couldn't circle back around and catch no. up. You know what I mean? Like that oh, wasn't right. an until option re- when we were growing up. Repeats. Until repeats, you know, yeah. and and so, so you kind of stick with it to see if it was going to get right. good because you didn't want it to get good, and then you you weren't yeah. on board. Yeah. So it, those those days are long gone. I think what we can all be thankful for is that we're living in this modern on demand world of television that we don't have to do that anymore. You know, yeah. it's our choice when we want to watch it, what we want to watch. You know, I I just watched True Detective for the first time, season one, this past year. So it's like, you know, I heard good things. I just didn't have time. I was busy, whatnot, you know, heard it was great. I just got it on demand, watched it all. I'm like, this is amazing. But, you know, it was so easy for me to to grab it off HBO, you know, and and, uh, especially with HBO. What's great is if you subscribe to HBO or Go or Now, you have the entire catalog. Shows from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they never retire things. So yeah. it's not like a movie that plays on HBO but for I, a month. I, and, I, I'll, I'll give you three examples of HBO not providing stuff that, that they should. Okay. Uh, from the Earth to the Moon, Tales from the Crypt, and Carnival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they ha- did they ever get Larry Sanders on there? I know they had some issues with that. Uh, that's on something. Cause it I, is. It I is think for a while something. was it, it was on something weird like Crackle or something. Gotcha. Yeah. It, so it there was. might be some yeah. weird rights, but for the yeah. most part, you can go back and watch Oz. You can go yeah. back and yeah. watch. No, you're right. You know, you're right. Anything. I, it's just those. I'm like yeah. from the Earth to the Moon. Come on, man. Yeah. That Tales was from so, the Crypt. So Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I would want to go back, but I guess there's a lot of different rights that are just too confusing. So, but yeah, Guardians having a great second week. So I mean, over 500 million in three weeks worldwide on a 200 million dollar budget. So that's going to be another huge success. I think the first one ended up around around close to 800 million and so in three weeks this being around 500 and still rolling out it's it just hit japan this weekend so there's still some some big countries that are you know rolling out in this this week so i think we're going to see another pretty pretty big uh total next weekend well especially since you know king arthur is not doing what they had hoped so there's also there's a lot of breathing room in the marketplace yeah absolutely Number two, Snatched. That's the new Amy Schumer movie with Goldie Hawn that made $16 million. So that came in a little lower than expectations. I was hearing somewhere around 20 for that. So uh, let me see if I do have a budget on it. I don't know it's, uh, 42. Did I did see it. $42 million budget on this one. It was not very good. That's what I've heard. It was, I mean, it, you know, it, the, the problem with this movie, one, it was 
really short. It was like an hour and thirty, including credits. Like it was, which for a comedy, that's what you which, want. Which for comedy, comedy, no, I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that they, yeah. you know, that they didn't go super long. But like by in today's like, like world, Judd Apatow, like Judd, yeah, and yeah. that's her background, right? He produced yeah. Trainwreck, and mm-hmm. and uh, um, but uh, it was really short and. It didn't know what it wanted to be like. I don't feel like this was written for her. I could be wrong, but it felt like it was something that was retooled for her. I think Amy Schumer developed it. Did she? she did. Well, it didn't feel like her it and uh, what's the the daughter Goldie's daughter, Kate, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson. Hudson. her and Kate Hudson and some other people like worked on it. Well, it only had it one screenwriter credit, which normally yeah. is a pretty good sign, right? right. Like normally, you yeah. know, it just it didn't feel like if you don't like Amy Schumer, this movie has too much Amy Schumer. And if you do like Amy <laughs> Schumer, it doesn't have enough Amy Schumer. She's in it, but right. I feel like in a lot of ways she's kind of toned down. And there's a couple key scenes or key lines where that are classic Amy Schumer that you would expect. But there's a lot of it that's just kind of like wacky hijinks on the road as they're on the run. Hmm. Now, this is the same writer as The Heat, which I enjoyed. Yeah. That's my favorite Melissa McCarthy movie. I right. think that was the best. And right. I, I don't know if that's more because I really enjoyed Sandra Bullock's straight man to her. You know, sure. but, but I thought that's the most tame and best performance that i can remember from her but uh and ghostbusters yeah so we've got the heat ghostbusters wow. and snatched so you can kind of see this right and, and i like ghostbusters i didn't have a problem with it i did not either. it wasn't as good it wasn't yeah. as good as the original no it was better than two. I, oh god yeah yeah i mean i think one of the big problems that you're gonna there start <laughs> i know i know train wrecked was a huge movie and that yeah. was i mean financially big success a lot of people really enjoyed it but i think we're going to start seeing a lot of it's gonna be a lot harder for amy schumer because she's becoming the new dane cook people uh yeah. she's i mean that netflix special did not do her any favors oh, and that I, was terrible and i know she was targeted by right-wing but, people to to downvote that but it also was was very, awful it wasn't very good it was not funny yeah. and also i mean have you seen the videos comparing her stand-up to how many jokes she's stolen no i haven't it's blatant yeah i mean it is like jokes that i mean when you talk about like dane cook stealing louis ck's jokes Mm -hmm. and watch the videos that compare amy schumer over the last 10 years of her jokes and it's like there's no way and she's an interview saying i didn't know blah blah blah. and like i get that things can be circumstantial a little think but yeah yeah, watch the videos and so she's becoming the new i will say that like i don't know when i did i did the um that Mr. Science Theater 3000 Writers Workshop where they gave us a short and we all sat in a room and, and we came in with jokes. We sent our jokes to them ahead of time and they kind of assembled them and then we would see everybody's jokes without their names attached. And, and you know, and I would see it a lot in that room where it was like, you know, if there was 10 of us, you know, there might be one, you know, multiple times there would be a riff where, you know, three of us, four of us had all, if not had the same joke, like the same variation on a joke. But you're riffing you know? the same yeah. subject matter. But we are, but so but, she, but so she you but know, I, oh, it's hard being a woman and the women right. all want sex and I, you know, I mean, she, I she's, get it, but she, she yeah. still has the world to choose from where you were, you know, a short. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I get where in yeah. your case, I think it's, I'm just saying yeah. that I, I would, the, the, the distinction I would make is I don't think that she's breaking any new ground from a topic standpoint, sure. whereas it's harder to steal a joke from a Louis CK because he's not not writing jokes right he's telling he's telling jokes from a very personal standpoint chris rock is the same way Mm -hmm. like the the true greats these days that's what they do it's they're not joke writers in the way that you know bob hope had a team of them and you know let me tell you and i love bob hope but yeah it's a different it's it's a different era it was a a joke right it was a a digestible yeah here we go set up 
punchline. Right. Where in today's world, it's like it's it's coming from such a personal place. They're really more like comic storytellers. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that I think that's hurting her. I think her perception from her, you know, former fans and the the comedy community. I think that's hurting her. And then the movie not looking very good didn't do any favors. I didn't think it looked good either. Not appealing. Everyone that that I talked to about it that had seen previews was like, oh, that looks terrible. Yeah. I mean, it it didn't Mm -hmm. look good. So anyway, sixteen million dollars on a forty million, uh, and that's you know it's only going to go down from here. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. She might just swerve into something else. Yeah. You know, go more drama. Yeah, that's true. You can kind of uh, get cast against type, and that usually that helps, helps, you know, yeah. right the ship for a lot of uh, actors and actresses. Yeah, very good point. Number three, the movie of the week, King Arthur, Legend of the Snore. I mean, Sword. Sorry mm. about this. Maybe no, I didn't even funny. know there was a subtitle, yeah. you know. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. That's That's... <laughs> But see, then it should be called Excalibur, Legend of the Sword, <laughs> or King Arthur, Legend of the Man. Uh, yeah, how about... Or King Arthur, how about the Ar- Legend. Yeah, or how about Arthur, you know, yes. grooming of a king? Because he's yeah. not a king in this movie yeah. until the end. Well, it's like, just weird because... Spoiler the, alert, like, he, this is not a King so Arthur called, story. Okay, this so is an Arthur story. Or like Tarzan? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it an Arthur story where yeah. he becomes King Arthur. It just that okay. Just, yeah, wait, I'm gonna leave it there because that, that, next, that yeah, already yeah. bothers. Me. Wait till next episode. There's plenty of material, but uh, fourteen point six million dollars. Uh, Dan, would you like to guess the budget on King Arthur: Legend of the Snow? I'm going to give this one like a hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Well done. Opening to a fourteen <sighs> million dollar. I think the difference. <coughs> between your guess and the final number was uh, Guy Ritchie's soul. He. We'll get into that next episode. Yes. But <laughs> Guy Ritchie doesn't mean what Guy Ritchie used to mean anyway. <sighs> it's not the same, you know. But we'll get into that more next episode. What's his next thing that he's he's attached to something? Oh uh, yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, yes. I'm a bit yes. worried. We made the same face. Worried. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, he could, <laughs> see Disney could detach. <laughs> They can't, they they have done that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fantastic Four guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got Boy. detached. Yeah. I, I I think that there's going to be some people uh, second guessing that decision after this. But mm. until next time, uh, number four, the fate of the furious, still bringing in a boatload of cash, five million dollars. Only Wait, a f- they're driving boats now. Yeah. Oh, submarine. Submarine. Kind of, okay. yeah, yeah. Submarine full of cash. Sure. Oh, potato, potato. Five million dollars. Wait, they're driving potatoes now. You better believe it. They're running out of it must things. Must be huge in Ireland. <laughs> it is. That's only in the extended Irish director's cut, though, <laughs> where they brought in an Irish director. Because to... the Irish can't cut anything short. <laughs> Poetry, drinking. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Morocco. So, uh, number four. Oh, he's probably right there. Yeah. yeah probably right there. Oh, yeah. it's just fact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'm partially Irish, so I could, I could, he can, I could attest to the world. Wait, do you want to roll your eyes at me? Uh, okay. Uh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Nice. <laughs>
I bought you a I, I bought you a maraca, Dan. Oh my so, gosh, Dan has a maraca. Like, in the last episode, we talked about uh, Dan needs a sound effect for rolling oh. his eyes. We would use a maraca, so I yes. bought Dan Thank a maraca. You. Thank you. So now when he but rolls his Joe's eyes, that here, so yeah, there's a lot less usage well, for it. Yeah, I won't get a blister. That's true. You want to you want to ramp up. Yeah, you know, know that's good practice episode. Yeah. And now welcome to the show, Dan Fully Grainy. <laughs> <laughs> I have produced a lot of songs for for our our listeners and have our, uh, you have show shares this week. I'm yeah, very people, tired. I'm hoping people realize that I'm like cribbing off of other songs. Though. <laughs> yeah, I think they understand that these you're like the yeah. weird owl of welcome well, yeah, songs. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like I I hope they know that was like set to you know the Star Spangled Banner or back in. <laughs> Black, I you know I don't know if it comes because I don't say set to back in black. <laughs> right, please, yeah, you need to set up. I need all to your, start doing that. Yeah. Sorry. So the fate of the furious brought in five million. That's a forty-two percent drop in week five. So it's all it's up to two hundred and fourteen million dollars domestic. But this is where it gets really crazy. And I know we I know we've mentioned this every week, but the 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 overseas take for Fast Eight or whatever you want to call this thing now. Nine hundred and seventy-eight million. It is almost a billion overseas. You know, we talk about these big movies and them making like billion dollars, one point one billion. Beauty and the Beast is up there. It's a, a little over one point one billion. But Fast Eight making nine hundred and seventy-eight million overseas alone. Yeah, two hundred and fifty in the states. Like it's just nuts. Two hundred and fifty million dollar budget. So five times. I, you know, there's got to be some sort of weird science to this, and and maybe it's because cars other than you know where the driver's seat is positioned are the same everywhere right yeah cars are cool you know what i mean like there's no cultural like oh differences it's like well cars go fast they go slow right and they crash and go boom and it's so like it's weird because even though it's like they're they're now working for some government thing yeah it's not like this kind of pro-america thing that would turn right. off other yeah, countries no potentially like it's government. yeah it's just kind of like oh it's just generic government right and, and they're very you know. smart with the cast it's an international cast it yeah, always they is are. they always swap they out different actors of different nationalities different yeah. races it is an international movie and i mean obviously they're not going to stop making these anytime soon we're going to get a spin-off we're going to get a sequel it's you know a broadway musical yeah space it's got to be they, they've got there's they've no been, they, they, they they don't have enough self-restraint to not end up there no. eventually i'm oh, telling yeah. you right now i see it i'm gonna predict this because it's easy right now ludicrous piloting a spaceship it's gonna happen we're gonna yeah. see him be like oh this is crazy and he's piloting a spaceship it's it's gonna happen like, it's not even uh funny about this is that all this is happening uh and michael bay has never touched it Right, and that's just gotta. I, I bet you, like at night, he's like, <laughs> and they're all the better for it. That's why he keeps trying with Transformers. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna make that. He's guy. like, how did I not think of this? It's so simple. Yeah, because yeah. it's so his his thing. But people yeah. people love this movie for the exact same reason they love Transformers. Well, I know. They are the same genre. Let's say. I mean, I know one's robot. Well, their cars actually. It is yeah. the same exact yeah. genre. Yeah. But but I mean, the big bombastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. And Fast Five is where they reinvented the franchise, you know, because it was more street racing. The first, the second, the third, the fourth, even when they reunited the original cast, it was more street racing centered. They're driving around the desert or, or whatever they were doing in that one. But Five, when introduced The Rock, is where they became superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then the stunt guys 
said they had to one up one another. They, I mean, not, I mean, the same guys, but they kept one upping it, which mm-hmm. is what sold more tickets and more tickets. Mm-hmm. And finally, now we're at this point where they're piling, they're driving cars out of buildings and piling them up. Like those are practical effects. Mm-hmm. So I know Tom, I know how you mentioned, you know, a ton of CG in this last Fast and Furious movie, but you'd be surprised how much was practical. They actually wrecked. They really drove on a sheet of ice with a submarine coming up from beneath them. No, no, no that stuff <laughs> not. But but the car stuff, like when they pile up cars, they're piling up cars. Yeah. and dropping them off roofs and I mean it is amazing what they do with these movies and that's what they come for and, and Transformers is the same way it's a giant robot stomping on buildings and you know those are practical effects too yeah those are giant robots yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that impresses no, that's, me no that's the island that's a b-roll from the island ah. that they've repurposed so uh, but anyway yeah uh, F8 1.25 billion dollars oh, basically God. at this point and in five weeks that's absolutely incredible from a financial standpoint number five the boss baby i guess there's not a lot of kids movies out that's one i'm surprised to see this high on the list in week seven 4.3 million is a 27 percent drop it has brought in 162 million dollars domestic i still don't have a budget on it i think we wikipedia at one time and thought like 70 maybe but uh it has brought in another almost 300 million foreign about 280 it is approaching 450 million worldwide on whatever budget 70 ish whatever we think so that's huge yeah i think this thing just keeps chugging along for them i think they're i think even they're kind of surprised by how well this is doing yeah. it's the lack of competition and I'm not saying it's a terrible movie or right. anything you saw it and you thought it was okay yeah, it was right fine. yeah its budget was 125 125 so yeah. 440 yeah. 125 that seems very high for this movie with a 125 yes. yeah but you know animation it takes no, a long time and then you've got alec baldwin who draws well, a yeah but this, is, and... this isn't like groundbreaking animation right no no that's you know? fair yeah i mean it's and and the voice cast is like you know well, I, you got steve buscemi come on you know yeah it just doesn't it seems your 50. really high <laughs> <laughs> it seems a, a little high there's your 50 mil right and that's there. not including marketing right even though the market right, was right. kind of like, eh. yeah, I don't know. I have a theory that a lot of people are, are still seeing it because they can't take their kids to Guardians. Yeah, because there was a bunch of people. I think they wanted to take their kids to Guardians. Were like, oh, yeah. I'm like, eh, no, yeah. And you know the thing about Guardians too, and you know we kind of touched on it in our review last week, but it's not necessarily. I mean, I don't know how you describe violence, but it's not gory. It's not gratuitous, but there is killing quite a bit of it. So it's not gratuitous violence, but as far as deaths and and there's, and there's some stuff that to a child would be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dead dissolving and stuff like that. You know, I, yeah, I wouldn't take kids to it, but you know, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Boss Baby doing doing great in its seventh week. So that one's really chugging along until did we ever figure out what the next kids movie is? Um, isn't it Cars or is it Despicable Me? Yeah, it's got to be Despicable I don't know Me. Which one comes out first? Yeah, yeah Despicable one, Me. One is, of them's coming out like I think July Fourth weekend. Yeah, I think yeah. that's Despicable Me. So and, until then, you know, it's got a, a couple more weeks left in it that it's probably going to do pretty well. But uh, speaking of a lot of money and another kids movie, Beauty and the Beast. Three point six million is a is only a twenty eight percent drop. That one is in week nine. It is it has made four hundred ninety two million dollars domestically and another six hundred six hundred ninety eight. So another seven hundred million overseas. It is at one point one eight, almost one point two billion dollars, and it is out on video June sixth. That is a two and a half month release window. 
Wow. From theater to, to Blu-ray. Well, I heard in the overseas version, uh, they're driving cars. Yeah. 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 A lot of car chases yeah. in that one. Well, they just took, uh, yeah. in Japan, Mario Kart. Right. And they just put Beast and Belle. And oh, okay. Princess, yeah. Princess Peach, they just turned her into Belle. And well, yeah. Beast is Bowser. I mean, it's very easy. And the Eiffel Tower is actually a giant robot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It transforms. Yeah. Hed- they're hedging all their bets. Yes. They are. But uh, that's incredible. And Dan, I was talking to Tom about this online, but um, movies used to be in the three to six month range mm-hmm. for release from theater to home video, but two and a half months. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the closest thing I can remember to this happening was Zootopia, which yeah. was three months. Yeah, they're, and, they're trying to, uh, the studios would love to close that window. That's what I'm saying, yeah, because right would. now at this point in week nine, Beauty and the Beast is all theater money. Yeah. And I think they honestly said, well, you know, we're still selling tickets, but these tickets aren't going in our pockets. No. Why would money. Why would they not just sell Blu-rays when families, I mean, if they have to buy two tickets, that's 20 bucks at least. Yeah. Why would families not just buy the disc and own it? And it's, they're going to own it anyway. It's, it's, it's a battle. Well, see, the thing is that the theater owners, they still have, I mean... That's part of the reason why you see fewer independent theaters or fewer uh, long-standing chains. We have we have one that in our city that you know was Werenberg, and now they've been purchased by yeah. Marcus, and they've been around for like literally like a hundred years. Yeah, maybe a hundred and ten. And the reason that's happening is because the only way to, well, lots of reasons, but um, the. Those theaters that are the national chains, your Lowe's, your AMC's, your Marcus, is, is you know it's how they maintain some sort of you know clout with the studios because they still have the big studio expos where right. they like show all the movies and the actors come out and they give awards to each other and you <laughs> yeah. know, but um, uh, and that's and that's and that's where a lot of a lot of those battle lines are drawn is because they're trying to you know the studios are trying to keep them in theater longer one because it's money uh, I I mean that, not the studios the the, the theater chains themselves. sure yeah. sorry yeah. I, I I meant the theater chains yeah. the theater chains are trying to keep them in the in the uh, the theaters longer and and the studios are like well you can have it for a little while yeah. The studios are wanting to move to a system where it's like they can come out at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would rather. I mean, uh, and, and that's and that's where like because what happens is like an AMC will say, well, then we're just not going to show it at any screen. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a dangerous. I mean, they're they really are in control. And, it, and it's tricky because it's like they do want distribution to make money. But right. if they feel they have a good enough product where people can just stream it because yeah. we do live in this on demand society, they're going to make their money. Yeah. Did you see what the company founded by Sean Parker is trying to do? The oh, Napster he, guy? Yeah. 50 he, bucks yeah. for a home. I would pay that in a second, split it with two or three people. Yeah, that's what, And that's why I said, I go, you know, people when they're like, oh my God, $50. That's I go, scoffing at, $50, yeah. but they're not telling you how many people you could pile in your living yeah. room. Right. And the popcorn, <laughs> chicken tenders, yeah. chicken wing, you know, whatever you order yeah. at the movies. I'm telling you, if I could pay $50 the yeah. week of release and have two or three friends come over, I don't get split it two ways. I'll pay 25 bucks. That's, I, that's, I, I would demand that you have some other options on your mustard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's like that's a genius idea so right now uh, in an interview he said the big hold back, hold up for his company is people scoffing at the price people on average would be willing to pay $35 they said that's what people Which are wanting I don't get like look what people pay for pay-per-views because right they're not thinking about it they're not thinking about all the concessions and what adds up they're just like 50 bucks but they don't get it they can make their own popcorn yeah. for 50 cents instead of $7 right. their own soda for 50 cents instead of right. $7 so I, 
you 50 can, bucks you've got it's, it's people not thinking creatively you can pause and pee at your leisure oh my yeah. gosh yeah so i i'm all for it uh right now jj abrams is in favor of it and there's a couple other big directors that are on board for it but then you've got people like uh, todd phillips who hate it he, he says that movies are meant to be seen in theaters and but but what he's not looking at is that's great todd phillips and i get what he's saying there is an experience mm-hmm. and the history of going to the theater and all that but people aren't doing it. Yeah. But they, you know what I mean? It's great for the people that like to do that, but yeah. they're missing a huge and, market of people. I know my age, people in the digital on demand era, mm-hmm. I'll just wait till it comes on but, DVD. I'll just but wait, I also yeah. see the logic of, you know, people are clearly still going to the movies. I mean, sure. you know, you can see by the numbers. And so why cater to the people that are going to give you their money in six weeks and, and risk losing the people that are giving you their money now and in six weeks right well it's a it's a tricky i mean that's what they have to juggle certainly yeah. but but you have a lot more people you have a lot more potential outside of the box office than and it yeah. i think the other problem that i never really hear discussed is the the stigma of it in that uh there's always been this line of demarcation between a movie that go that gets released theatrically and a direct to home video movie. Of course. You know? Yes. And if if you if you take the theater away from the equation, what differentiates those two? Yeah. You know, and well, we've seen plenty of movies that have, have been big movies and theatrical releases that should not have been. Right? Sure. Yeah. But but because they get a theatrical release, they're held to a higher standard right. than movies that you know, I think our direct to video. I think it's going to be the name, the distributor on those straight to video movies. I'm not saying that Warner Brothers or these companies don't put out a Christmas Story two because they do. That's WB's sure. arm. I mean, of Disney's got a whole wing of it. Um, you know, what's uh, the uh, bigger, fatter liar? You know, mm-hmm. like you know, the Cody Banks, Frankie Muniz, big mm-hmm. fat liar. Mm-hmm. There was a sequel recently, bigger, fatter liar. Um, Barry Bostwick was in it playing like the big bad guy and then gotcha. some other kid. And, and, and there's been like, a lot of that. There's a, you know, a war games too. Yeah. And a, yeah. they did a, a, like two or three yeah. lost boys movies. There's a slap yeah. shot two and three. I so mean, studios yeah. do yeah. put their names, oh, yeah. but for the most part, direct VOD movies don't have a big studio distributor no. distributor on it. The ones that do are like uh, are few and far between. Right. So I still think that you would have a way to figure it out because of the, the name. Right. right. But, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. It, it really is there. That line, that uh, distinct line drawn right. in the sand would, would be blurrier. And I think the other problem you're going to have is long term, you're, you're not going to have movie stars anymore. Everybody's going to be a TV star. Yeah. But look where a lot of the movie stars are now. They're finding a home on good TV. Right. Like, TV. Is, right. I mean, this is the golden age. This is the best, uh, era for TV that we've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, a lot of there's because of um, the the premium channels and the HBOs and stuff like yeah. that. There, there isn't the stigma. Television doesn't sure. have the stigma, and that's I mean that's that's happened with network television too. But but there's a, a certain caliber or quality that you're afforded with an HBO. And so we do see not and, only directors, and not only stars. You know. Yeah, and you don't have the twenty-five episode commitment. You can come in, you can work for six weeks, yeah. film eight episodes, and and go back to making movies. Yeah, as opposed to if you commit to network television show, I mean that's your life, and if it gets picked up, it's your life for the next decade. Well, and it's funny because like True Detective is a great example for Woody Harrelson. It was like, yeah, okay, because he still has you know some he's he's a bankable 
uh, working movie star. Sure. Uh, and Matthew McConaughey has kind of had a roller coaster career. And he was kind of, you know, at a lower, he's not bottom out, but he was lower. At, but because of True Detective, uh, that's the reconnaissance yeah, coming yeah. up. And, and, and Dallas Buyers Club. Well, because I think he was so skinny because he was right. filming Dallas and Buyers sh- Club. So but it was before it shot that. him right back up yeah. and reminded everybody. And it was yeah. also a longer narrative that he was able to sort of, ch- yeah. you know, really chew on it a little bit. People were like, oh, my God, he's really good. Yeah. He wasn't going to get that out of a movie. No. And, no. and especially because nobody was going to put him in a movie that would do that. Yeah. So that's why you you see this, you know. Yeah. So uh, Beauty and the Beast does come out on Blu-ray June 6th. It was released in theaters March 17th. Two and a half months for that. So something's changing here. And I like it. I, I hope the window starts shortening, honestly. But uh, we'll have to see how how much tighter they can get it. Coming in at number seven, How to Be a Latin Lover dropped 40% with $3.1 million, $25 million domestically so far. I think that's where Joe actually is today. <laughs> I, you know, Just taking notes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, It does not have a foreign release, oddly enough, but it is an American comedy. Maybe it's, we're the foreign release. Right, right. <laughs> we, I think we are. I, I mean, with a title like that, I think it's kind of confusing, but it's it's an American release with yeah, an American cast. Yeah. It's not really a... I know. It sounds like it would be a Spanish language right, film or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, that one is uh, still making some money. And coming in at number eight, The Circle, which we talked about last week, that confusing movie about whatever it's about. 1.7 million is a 57% drop in what they call week three. I, I feel like the first week was a very limited release, so week two or three whatever you want to say 18 million dollars domestic and uh none of us had seen that right correct okay 18 million dollar budget no foreign take so it's made 18 on an 18 domestically i don't it's gonna be out of the top 10 next week so yeah i guess that's all that that one wrote number nine gifted so that one still hanging around 1.3 million is only a 34 percent drop in week six so that one is twenty $21 million, and I don't know if we had a budget, but that's a, that's the one with uh, Chris Evans. That's a, It's a religious movie, right? One of those. I honestly don't remember. I think it's they all more inspirational. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those types of, of, of films. So it's, you know, it's hanging around. It's got its audience and making, making some money. So that's good for it. And rounding out the top 10, Smurfs, The Lost Village, $1.15 million, a 37% drop in week six. $42 million. So not quite making the boss baby money, um, unfortunately, for that one. And uh, I don't know if I have a – give me just one second. I'm not sure if I have a budget on that one either. The box office charts, since we're finally doing this one on time, are a little goofy. Yeah. Yeah, because on Friday it didn't even open in the top ten, so my numbers were a little strange. Smurfs has a $60 million budget and has made close to $140 million overseas. So it's made about $200 million in six weeks. But, uh, you know, domestically, it's not doing too well. But Plus I mean, all the, those bed sheet, all that bed sheet. Money. Right. You've got the toys and the, the bed sheets and the lamps that look like a mushroom. And, you know, got to get the canopy. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen any. And the duvet cover. It's, it's weird. I haven't seen a lot of Smurfs stuff yeah i don't well judging by the box office i don't think there's a lot of demand for it it, unless you know it's at like a a hux (laughs) right or it's at the uh, kroger yeah (laughs) tied next to the like peanut butter and marshmallows there's a tie-in you know um but uh i think really they need uh who was it hank Azaria. yeah he was their gargamel yeah 
I mean, that's all we need. I don't think he is anymore in the live no, action. No, 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 yeah, but in the live action he was. Maybe yeah. that's, yeah, maybe they're missing some magic there, but that's the box office. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, well, I guess that's it for this episode. We'll go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. Uh, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGraney67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and on ReviewSTL.com. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget... If you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or in our League of Show Sharers Facebook group. Uh, all of that is available on the Facebook. You can follow the show on Twitter at Real Spoilers or go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us tremendously. And as always, we greatly appreciate it. So uh, thanks for tuning in. That's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle King Arthur. Can we do a 45 minutes of suck? <sighs> <laughs> can we do a five minutes of suck yeah. can we just do I'm another okay monster squad episode because <laughs> oh that's oh no, hey Why? although well, i would, joe won't be the here irony i would love the irony of doing monster squad without joe so yeah. i will consider this yeah. so so that's it for this time until then you've been warned Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sing from the dark side, 